anyone out there probably have seen her or maybe know where she is. I mean, well, I'm begging and begging and begging you, please let us know she's okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another installment of Unjustly Minisodes. My name is Stephanie, and this is my co-host, Sandy. Hey, everyone. Today's mini is one Sandy and I have been wanting to do for some time now because it's actually taking place in our very own backyard. And a little background for you all. Sandy and I live in a neighborhood called San Miguel Ranch in the city of Chula Vista, which is in South San Diego. The way I see it, we live in a nice part of the not-so-nice part of San Diego, and at first glance, you'd never guess that anything bad would actually happen in our surrounding areas. Mm -mm. All of the houses are well-kept, the yards are maintained, and the streets are all clean. HOA fees are insane. (laughs) Yes, they're insane. (laughs) I have two HOAs. Do you have two? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, it sucks. (laughs) So just for everyone knows, we're paying a lot of money to have everything maintained properly around here. So it looks nice. There's like no police around ever, which also proves the point. Yes. Okay. I won't even get into (laughs) it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, you know, just down the street from where we live, you would never know that there's a woman who has, I'm not even going to say she's missing. This woman has vanished. Yes. We're in three months, two months now, two months that she's been missing. Two. So Maya Malete, a 39-year-old mother of three, like you said, has seemingly vanished. Yes. No one knows where she is. The account of her whereabouts are very murky. It's, it, we, we don't have a lot of information. It's a mess. It sounds Um, like it's a mess. And it's and like I said, it's literally happen happening like two minutes from where we are. Yeah, I've driven past the house just to see if I, just to see because I mean stuff like this doesn't. I don't want to say that it doesn't happen very often because stuff like this does happen. Um, just not but here. How often does it happen where you're so close to it? Yeah, you know, like it's. She literally lives two blocks from us. Yeah, she lives right by the dog park. I take my dog to. Yes. So, unfortunately, because this is still an ongoing investigation, information surrounding her quote-unquote disappearance is limited, but this lack of information has not stopped the community from speculating on what might have happened and who might be responsible for it. The following is the little information we have on Maya's disappearance. This timeline is based on family interviews, an interview her husband did with local station KGTV, and the police reports that have come out. So Maya was last seen by her husband and high school sweetheart Larry Milete at around 5 p.m. on Thursday, January 7th, just two days before the family was set to travel on a planned trip to Big Bear to celebrate their 11-year-old daughter's birthday. And according to Larry, he and Maya had been arguing that Thursday night, which was not uncommon as they had been experiencing marital problems for the past year. Larry claims that the last time he physically saw Maya was that evening on Thursday when she left the house to blow off steam. Friday becomes a little fuzzy because Larry claims he didn't see Maya on Friday, but he did hear her as he left his two daughters with her at home because they had to do homeschooling. So Larry doesn't specify where he goes or what he does, but he does say he leaves early Friday morning with their son and did not return to the house until late Friday afternoon. He said he went to Solana Beach. Yeah, so that's what a lot of people have said. I don't I don't know. I didn't see it in any of the articles and in the interview he doesn't specify where he goes. They just say, "Oh, so Larry like you left, right? Like you weren't in the house right?" He's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I was gone." And that's all he says, but yes, like I think from, the sister had said that because okay. that was told to her. From all of like the sources or like all of the the chatter out there, mm-hmm. consensus is he says he took their son to the beach on Friday morning. To Solana um, Beach specifically, which is over an hour away from here. It's far. So, there are closer beaches to us mm-hmm. than that. So, but okay, let me just get okay. through the facts because, they, I mean, we can go down a rabbit hole, which we do on a regular <laughs> basis, like on a daily basis. Let me just get through what we actually know. Uh, and I guess like that could be one of them that he took. He took their son to the beach Friday morning at around 630. 
At this point, Larry continues to believe that Maya is at home because he could still hear her downstairs, but still has not physically seen her. In his interview, he talks about their living arrangements at that time being like that of roommates, which could explain why he could go a whole day without physically seeing his wife while mm-hmm. still co-parenting the mm-hmm. three children. I guess. Maya's family started getting concerned when they had not heard from her leading up to the trip, and having been unable to reach her, they decided to drive over to the house. When they arrived on Friday, her car was still parked in the family driveway, and her bedroom door was locked, so her family was under the impression that she had locked herself inside the room, possibly because of the argument that she had had with her husband the previous day. But as the hours passed and the door remained shut, the family began to worry and asked her husband to unlock the door, only to find an empty room. Maya's ID, her credit card, and her phone were missing and are still missing, but her credit card has not been used since their disappearance, and all calls have gone straight to voicemail. So there's absolutely no trace of her right now. No digital footprint, nothing. Nope, nothing. At around 11 p.m. on the night of January 9th, Maya's sister, Mary Chris, decided to file a missing persons report. At around 11 p.m. on the night of January 9th, Maya's sister, Mary Chris, decided to file a missing persons report and police arrived at the Miliete home at around 1 a.m. on January 10th to investigate. So just a couple hours later, Mm -hmm. the police showed up. Maya's sister confirmed in an interview with Court TV that after concerns about Maya's whereabouts grew, they started knocking on neighbors' doors, asking if any cameras might have caught Maya leaving that day. The only thing that cameras caught... As far as they know, is Maya stepping out of the house on Thursday afternoon to grab something from her car, but then going back inside her house. They also saw Larry leaving early Friday morning and returning late that afternoon. And it's also said that Larry's phone was turned off during this time, so it's likely we won't have any information pertaining to his location during this time. Mm -hmm. On January 23rd, Chula Vista police served a search warrant at the family home. Police said that the focus of the search warrant was to locate any evidence or clues that could lead to her whereabouts. Police took phones, computers, and the Lexus that Larry drove the day after Maya's disappearance when the search warrant was issued. Larry had initially been cooperating with police, but refrained from joining the search parties or any public vigils held in honor of his wife. That all changed on February 3rd, when Larry hired a lawyer and stopped answering questions about Maya's disappearance. So again, this is part of the reason why we have such little information, is Mm -hmm. the one person who knows the most about what could have happened to her has stopped cooperating. Mm -hmm. Maya's sister confirmed that Larry has not been involved in any of the searches and does not ask about what's going on at them. She also confirmed that Larry has declined taking a polygraph test, which we know doesn't mean much, but the lack of active involvement from the husband is always a little suspicious. Mm -hmm. To advance the search for Maya, the family had decided to hire a private investigator, But that ultimately did not work out because the police department did not want to jeopardize the case. So the plan for this private investigator was that he was going to be collecting camera footage from wherever he could um, along the route that Larry supposedly took Mm -hmm. to the beach to Mm -hmm. see if they could see anything. But again, they had decided this at the end of February. And by the beginning of March, the PI had already been called off. So nothing ever came of that. And that's really all we know about Maya's case. Obviously, the lack of information and the seemingly lack of emotion and involvement seen from her husband has caused a lot of speculation, but at the end of the day, that's all we have, speculation. We hope that Maya is found soon to bring her family and children some peace, but the reality is we may not know what happened to Maya or where she is for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Chula Vista Police Department has been very quiet, has not given us very much information, and, you know, that's, it could be two things, right? It could mean They really just don't have anything, Mm -hmm. but it could also mean that they're trying to build a case and we won't know until something actually happens. So until then, we're all just sitting around, again, speculating, coming up with our own versions of what could have happened, what we think happened, what a lot of people consider is most likely that happened, right? Because this seems like such a familiar story for those of us who follow true crime, for those of us who enjoy these kinds of cases Mm -hmm. we we've seen this so many times especially we're on the heels of the chris watts case right like the documentary that just came out Mm -hmm. and so maya's family in the community have been searching nonstop. 
Their searches have extended as far as the Glamis Sand Dunes in Imperial County, and relatives of Maya said that they took this trip with her over the New Year's weekend just days before she went missing on January 7th. And I also read that during this trip, Maya and Larry were arguing mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. and that Larry would disappear for hours at a time, which could be why the family was compelled to search that area a couple weeks later over the President's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Because where was he going? Mm-hmm. What was he doing? <laughs> While the searches and vigils continue, the community stands behind Maya's family and demanding answers and in hoping for an end to this nightmare soon. Maya is described as being 5'2 and 105 pounds with brown hair. She has a tattoo of musical notes and a hummingbird, uh, like it's across her collarbone. Mm-hmm. And anyone with information on her whereabouts can reach out to detectives at 619-691-5139 or at Crime Stoppers at 888-580-8477. And tipsters can remain anonymous. So again, like that's really all we have. It's very little information. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're in these Facebook discussion (laughs) groups, um, mostly just to follow the story. But there's also a lot of members of the community who are in there talking about what they've seen, what they what they saw leading up to it, Mm -hmm. people who knew them. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened that are really strange, you know, starting with him being uncooperative. Right. Mm -hmm. He stops talking to police. And he then he starts taking any of the search efforts. He's not going to any of the search parties. He's saying that it's because he wants to like provide his children with a normal life while all of this is going on. And that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But her sister did say that they have a really big family who would be more than willing to step in and take care of the children if he wanted to come out mm-hmm. and search for his wife. And I don't think that any one of us would not want to be out there trying to find our loved one. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. But then you also hear of weird things going on. And one of those things for me that I thought was really weird was um, no one has access to Maya's account other than her husband, Larry. Mm-hmm. And it started coming out that people were being posts were being deleted. Mm-hmm. People were being deleted. Pictures were being pictures deleted. were being deleted. So why? Like, why are those things being deleted? I mean, like it could be something random Mm -hmm. but it's also very suspicious that your husband's the only one who has access to this and suddenly things are being removed Uh uh-huh posts are being removed her family says that they have been removed from her facebook so they no longer have access to it so Mm -hmm. while we don't know a lot what we don't know also paints a very very suspicious picture the little that we do know yes it looks really bad and statistically we know in situations like this, it's usually a domestic dispute. And I don't remember if you said this already in the story, but the day prior to her going missing, she had reached out to a lawyer. Right. So then there's all of this talk about them getting a divorce. They, Like I said, they had been having marital problems for about a year. And he talks about this in his interview as well. Just, you know, that sometimes they needed space from each other and they just would kind of live separate lives. But it has come out that she had reached out to a to a lawyer mm-hmm. that she had confirmed she wanted to move forward with yeah, the she divorce. Had an appointment with that lawyer a few days after she went missing. And he's not like he's not denying that they had an argument that night. What's really weird and one of the things I that to me just doesn't add up is the cameras see her so like she is seen leaving her home to grab something from her car that's in their driveway but then she's seen walking right back to the house and then she's never seen again so but he is saying that she took off to blow off some steam Mm -hmm. but there's no car that ever picks her up she's never seen walking and Mm -hmm. one thing i should say too is behind their house is a trail Mm -hmm. it's a big mountain trail a lot of people go there and hike it um, Maya was an active hiker. Um, she, she liked hiking. She was also in like a Jeep club where they would take their Jeeps around and mm-hmm. do Jeep things. But she's never seen leaving. And it's not like she was just going to jump her backyard and go to the trail. You know, like, mm-hmm. so if he's saying she left, why is there no footage of that? And and, and again, by herself. This is speculation, I think. I, I didn't see it confirmed anywhere other than, again, like these Facebook groups. But mm-hmm. they're saying that the... Their ring camera wasn't working, wasn't working, was turned off that those days. So there's no 
footage from their cameras, but mm-hmm. all of the neighbors out Everyone here have, has have a ring, a ring or yeah. some sort of like camera thing. Why did none of theirs catch her leaving? And again, we don't know for a fact, but based on what the family saw on the days like right after she disappeared Mm -hmm. from what they saw they never see her leave and they never see her come back the only person leaving that house is him in that car Mm -hmm. so again early ass in the morning with a young child to go potentially to a beach this was in this is in january it was in the winter it's winter yes who leaves the house at like what what was it 6 a.m or 6 6 a.m 6 30 ish who goes who leaves at 6.30 a.m. with a young child to go over an hour away. This yeah. is a far location that he said he that, that he went to. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason to do that to a child on a Friday. Yeah. Like, it. none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. And are we talking opinions now? Yeah. I mean, because okay. that's that's really, that's all we have. That's all we have left. That's yeah. all the facts, factual information. And even the quote-unquote facts that we have – a lot of them don't seem entirely to line up or mm-hmm. we just don't have enough of it because there's also so that the parents had come over, but there's like conflicting stories about when they came over, how mm-hmm. many times they came over on Friday. I've seen that they came over in the morning trying to talk to her and that Larry had told them she was locked in her room and that he didn't have the key to the room. And so that like that was kind of it, but that they came back later on and he magically found the key key and that she wasn't in the room and so like but but that's just based on stuff i've read and things Mm -hmm. that have been said in the facebook group Mm -hmm. her sister does say that the parents did go over um and that larry eventually opened the door but doesn't give specifics of like whether they went over multiple times that day like Mm -hmm. when they came so that's all the fact we have everything else like i said is all us speculating yeah us reading from facebook groups from people who are close to the family who are like posting what they're being told like there's screenshots being posted of like text messages between the brother-in-law mm-hmm. and the friend and st- so i mean there's just there's so much going on we just don't know what's actually going on yeah so essentially there's three different theories of what could have happened right it's either the husband did it which is what we're all used to seeing mm-hmm. <laughs> Or it could be she willingly left on her own to start a new family or, you know, start a new life or whatever. And then the third one is that she was taken. Right. So really these are the three. That she left and then was taken. Yeah. yeah, Right. Like that she like went somewhere on a hike. Or on a walk. Or on a walk and that she was kidnapped. We are very close to the border. Um, Human trafficking is an issue. So that's why this is a potential theory. Now, (laughs) given that... These are my opinions. Again, like Steph said, it's all speculation. But for number one, for the fact of potentially the husband did it. One, this is what we see all the time. (laughs) All the time. Um, I lived in the Bay Area when the Scott Peterson case happened. So it was, I know it was all over the news everywhere, but I was in it. Um, Okay, but, and this is Tim's call to fame. Okay. Tim bought his car at the same dealership Scott Peterson worked at. Are you serious? Because they were from Modesto, California, where That's Tim right. lived. Oh, shoot. So <laughs> Tim always says that. Oh, yeah. But in Modesto. Well, da-da-da-da. so he was put in prison next to in Redwood City. Mm-hmm. And uh, my high school was like down the street yeah. from there. <laughs> and so when we would walk to school, uh, one of my friends' brothers worked at the jail, so he couldn't tell us like which room it was. Yeah. It was a building. It's not like this outside thing with gates. It's a building in the middle of like a city. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he couldn't tell us which window it was, but he told us what side it was on. And so people would constantly walk by that prison and be like, F you, Scott Pearson. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? So I do want to say that this case has a lot of those vibes um, because I remember some of the interviews that he did mm-hmm. and like just his involvement with the case, this feels very similar. Now that doesn't mean anyone's guilty just because a case seems similar. Obviously yeah. I know that he's very unemotional. He's very he, kind of like, you know what? Like I was listening to the, to the interview last night, trying to like put a timeline together based on what he was saying. Mm-hmm. It's very like convoluted. Like it's very just like all over the place. It's not very, it's, 
it was hard to kind of follow. And it was a lot of like the interviewer having to kind of like reel him in and be like, okay, but like I asked this, like, can you Mm -hmm. talk on this? And it, and then he would like go off and say something. So, okay. With that, let's include the clip of his interview. Yeah. Because this is the only interview that he's done. Mm-hmm. We're going to include that audio right now. And then let's talk about it after. When did you first notice that May was missing? Last uh, Saturday morning. Okay. And tell uh, me. Her parents came by. Mm-hmm. Just tell me, kind of walk me through like the last time you saw her and what was going on. Uh, Thursday, Thursday night. Um, you know, like we got into a, a, a kind of an argument. Um, and, and, you know, we've been. Having, uh, you know, like problems, um, you know, for about a year, kind of like been up and down and stuff like that. But after that, you know, I give her space. So just tell me, so you got into an argument and then um, the last time you saw her was actually in the house? Yes. Okay. So she did, and she didn't take a vehicle? No. No one saw her leave? um, No, but on Friday... um, I could still hear, but I didn't physically see her when I got home. But that's like normal too, because we, you know, we have lots of bedrooms and two-story house, and you know, we kind of like, well, I give her space. So, but that's why every time someone says um, Thursday, yes, it's physically, you know, or you know, visually see her, but uh, for me, it's uh, Friday, Friday night. You know, I can hear like wrestling around making dinner for herself in another bedroom. I'm sleeping with the kids in another bedroom. Okay. So upstairs and she's downstairs kind of deal, like kind of like a roommate um, thing. It's okay. kind of like giving each other space. Well, sure. I, I don't need the space. She always wants the space. Got it. So yeah. it was like Friday and then you left or went went somewhere and then came back and she wasn't yeah. there, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I left her with my two girls because they, you know, they um, uh, do their homes, homeschool. Mm-hmm. And then I just had my son with me. So uh, when I came back, she was still there on Friday. Um, we can hear her downstairs, you know, like after I'm done giving the kids baths and feeding them and everything. And um, on Saturday morning, uh, when her parents came came by, uh, her door was locked. Uh, I found the keys to the bedroom and I opened it and she was already gone. So kind of maybe she went to a morning sunrise hike. You know, because she, she didn't go jeeping because that's one of her other hobbies, uh, the jeep group. And, um, you know, she would have taken that. So assumed maybe one of her friends picked her up and, um, you know, they went hiking or wine chasing. She likes to go wine chasing to Temecula. That's mm-hmm. her other thing. Or brunch, early morning. Yeah. After that, you know, like at night, we're okay, she hasn't come home yet. Um, which is sometimes okay. You know, she'd go out maybe for drinks or something. Uh, she usually doesn't drink a lot, but recently she's been, you know, uh, doing that. You know, the latest she would be home, like 2.30 or, you know, 3.30 in the morning. After that, that's kind of like out of the, you know, ordinary. Sure. So um, my sister-in-law was recommending, hey, you know, maybe uh, we should call the cops now. I was like, well, I'll give her some time. Um, but we uh, initially got to the police report, you know, they're like, hey, you got to check the hospitals first. Mm. So this is like around 12 o'clock at night. And uh, it's like, okay, you know, they start checking the hospitals. Um, uh, 12.30, they finally filed the police report. And I was like, well, you know, maybe give her some time because I'd, I'd call like at 4.30 because, you know, give her some time if it's really, really out of the ordinary. Yeah, so after that, you know, they start to... Uh, investigation. Well, you know, three cops came. Uh, I let them search the house. They looked all the houses, all the cars. You know, and then we just been waiting. And then I got uh, the NCIS called me, and then he, you know, he was able to search the house and everything. Uh, my in-laws have been here the whole time. Uh, they start uh, doing the, the neighbors, you know, the cameras and everything, and trying to uh, figure out if when when she left. You know, like they can see it, but they can't really because it was nighttime kind of deal. Uh, we're just basically trying everything and anything trying to trying to find her. Well, Larry, um, Larry, just tell me how how worried are you, and what do you think happened? Where um, do you think she is? Before I wasn't really worried. Um, you know, I was kind of like worried, but you know, I wasn't like totally worried until the birthday. You know, I was thinking, okay, maybe you know, like she's just blowing off steam, like you know, doing what she told me before, where she wants everyone to leave her alone. Because before, I used to get her family involved, like, hey, she's not coming home. 
you know, and then, why'd you call my family? You know, I just want everyone to leave me the thing alone. But, you know, I was like, okay, this time I think she stepped up her game. You know, like, she's blocking everyone. But now that, you know, she missed our daughter's birthday, and, like, with all this pressure with the media and everything, um, there's something keeping her from contacting us. So um, my sister-in-law is, you know, I don't really try to think about that stuff because it's, like, mind-numbing, but I'm trying to stay positive. But, you know, when people are telling me, hey, you know, maybe she got into an accident while she's hiking, you know, and she can't get her phone, like, well, her phone would be right next to her, you know what I mean? Like, she wears Fabletics, so it would be in her pocket. So worst-case scenario, I don't know what what's keeping her from, you know, contacting anyone, but this pressure should be enough pressure to say, hey, you guys, you know, I'm okay. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure what to think. But, you know, I'm still trying to, you know, keep my head up, trying to say, hey, you know, keep positive and say, I'm hoping, you know, like, she'd just come home. You know, even though this, this whole situation is embarrassing, I don't know what, what to think. But the, the longer it's going, the more, like, surreal it gets because, you know, what they say is, like, the first 48, 72 hours is the most critical. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. enough uh, movies and, you know, documentaries about this kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the worst-case scenario is basically, you know, something's happened, like, very terrible, you know what I mean? Right. So. Right. I mean, how how worried are you? Do you think there's still a chance that she could voluntarily have left and she just needs time? How worried are you? Um, that's what I'm hoping for. And this is like really the like, whoa, you know, come on, why did you have to do this, the whole thing? But I'm, I'm really worried and shaken. But again, like most of the time, it's just numbing, mm-hmm. like, you know, surreal kind of deal. I'm just worried about her and you know, trying to keep things normal with the kids because I, I know they don't show it, but, you know, it's really affecting them, so. When she didn't surface for your daughter's birthday, that was yeah, really unlike her. Yeah, that was the pinnacle. Yeah, that was like a gut-wrenching feeling. And, can, you know, you break down a little bit. It's like, well, you know, she would never, ever not even say, hey, honey, you know, happy birthday, kind of deal, so. And they, they've, yeah. and your 11-year-old's old enough, has she asked? Like, are they asking? Yeah, she, She's asking, um, but she's kind of like me, you know, keep, keep stuff in the shell. Don't really want to, you know, open up. How many so, times has she left before and how long has it been? Um, in the past, like before she would just like stay at the park or park somewhere or go like in the parking lot. Um, and the, uh, you know, that's years back, even, even this past year, you know, she just stay away. Um, uh, this year, she'd, like, you know, like, go out um, drinking with friends or stay at a friend's house, you know, and try to sleep it off. Uh, months, a couple months, um, she's been, you know, like, wanting her space, so she'll go out with family to places, and she'll just go out for days and stuff like that. But at least I know where she's at. So how, how you know? when she, when she's gone, right, so, but when she has left, how long, what is the longest she's been gone for? Uh, like, Maybe a day for like till two thirty or three o'clock in the morning kind of deal. So never, never more than a day or, or two. Oh yeah, never more than a day. Okay, never more than a day, yeah. and then you always yeah. kind of knew where she was at. Okay. You know, not more than a day. Okay. Basically, or the next day. You know, again, I always tell her we have three kids. You know, you can't be doing this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, she it, would never be that irresponsible not to say, "Hey, I'm okay." Was there anybody that wanted to hurt her? Was there any other guy? I hate to ask, but, I, you know. Um, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, I told the police, you know, she really likes hiking. Okay. Um, you know, wine tasting, so Temecula and stuff like that. But I don't know what else to think, like, who would, you know, kidnap her. Or would she go hiking by herself? Um, she has, yes. But that's the one, like, close to the house. We have a hiking trail in San Miguel Park, or San Miguel right here. That's the only time she would go by herself. And yes, she has before in the beginning, um, but she would take her car. So right. she would go to the one, I don't know, the, the Santee one or the one in the Mesa. I, f- I forgot there's a mountain there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yes, those ones she would go by. So, but most of the time she would go with hiking mamas uh, with Shane. And then, um, you know, she's like one of the leaders. And then everyone else is like, whoever shows up, shows up to that group. So she was and a pretty experienced training. hiker. Um, not experienced. Uh, she was training for um, 
this hike that we, me and her tried when, like, 10 years ago before we had kids, mm-hmm. um, down the Colorado River, and, um, the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it takes about a day yeah. to go down there. So she's been hiking and hiking. It's kind of a stress release. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wanted to do this, um, like, a s- seven hiking trail, like, you know, Twin Sisters, Devil's Peak, or Potato Chip Rock, and all the ones that she keeps mentioning. And I was like, well... But, so, but she would have she, taken her car, like, or there would have been a friend. Or... Yes, exactly. If she didn't have her car, a friend would have to pick her up. Okay. So that's that's the only reason why I was like, maybe she's wine tasting or uh, hiking with a friend. Because yeah. she's not jeeping because her car's here. Right. You know, so, she has uh, her own vehicle and she has a Jeep. Like, she yeah. specifically goes for Jeep groups. So what has this been like, Larry, just emotionally for you? I know you said you're kind of just numb and you're trying to take care of three children but i yeah. mean how are you um, doing emotionally with this i mean this is trust me, i've been emotionally physically mentally drained um it's no sleep uh not eating um you know just my face look like it just aged like i don't know but you know the main thing is i can't really think straight so that was the interview that larry did the only one this is so problematic for me again this is just my opinion. Okay. For one, he is very, like you said, he's unemotional and kind of detached, but he plays this like blaming game. Mm. Um, whereas like he's the victim in this, right? She was out partying. She was out drinking. She was, I told her to come be a mom, you know, whatever, like, and she was just out. I just want to remind everyone, even though he said that she would come home at like two or three in the morning because she was out drinking. We've been in a pandemic this past year and all the bars were shut down. (laughs) You know, there's no clubs that are open right now. So her going out drinking till 2 a.m., where? Please show me (laughs) where was she drinking till 2 a.m. unless she's going to these friends' house constantly just drinking till 2 a.m. Well, and it doesn't seem like any of the friends have come forward to say like, oh yeah, Yeah. she was at my house drinking all the time. I cooperate his story where this is what she's been doing. Everyone said the opposite. And the interviewer actually, I think, does a pretty good job of like calling him out on these things because, you know, he talks about how, oh yeah, like she's done this before. She's gone missing before. And so like, that's why at the at first, like I didn't really think anything of it. I thought mm-hmm. she was just blowing off steam and she would be like, well, what's the longest she's gone missing? And he would be like, oh, well, like, you know, she'd come home late. And yeah. it's like, oh, so she's not, like a she's few not hours. gone. She just like went out one night. And so I think he gets caught in a lot of the mm-hmm. things that he says because he, you're right. Like, I think he tries to paint her in a really bad light as as a mom mm-hmm. you know just someone who's just out there drinking partying doing this doing that but from everything that we've heard from the family like the family has said she would never leave her kids mm-hmm. she would never go missing like this. she has never gone missing like this mm-hmm. before so for him to be saying that it's almost like he's trying to steer people down this kind of like thought process of well she's probably she's she's done this before what's to say she's not doing it again now you know we don't know that that's true that's him saying these things and not doing a very good job of being no convincing he's he's not at all but another thing that i want to point out is that he is the whole interview he's oversharing and this is really common in psychology where someone is lying that they overshare because mm-hmm. they want to make sure you believe what they're saying so much so that they put in too much details. They put yeah. in too much information. And this is a um, really popular conversation with the Jodi Arias mm-hmm. case. Um, if you look at her interview, yep. and it's all, we know that she did it, but in her interview, she like overshares when she's talking about what she thinks happened um, and how she talks about this guy and and their life together and she goes on these like random tangents yeah and, and it's this oversharing with the lying and again and speculation that's what but this so is what it confusing. sounds like yeah yeah and it causes so much confusion because now we can't put together a straightforward timeline yeah. of what actually happened he's because all over the place he's been all over the place and the only person who knows what happened that night is him and we can't get straight answers from him yeah he keeps going all over the place so Another issue that I have specifically with this is that the weekend that she went missing was also the weekend they were supposed to celebrate her daughter's birthday. Mm -hmm. They were planning a trip to Big Bear. The whole family was supposed to go. I don't know how much of this is a fact, but it's been said that Larry was like, 
uninvited. uninvited the husband right. was uninvited to this big bear trip. And obviously he would have been upset about this. But regardless if that's true or not, the point is, is that she's planning her daughter's birthday party with the entire family. And it's a trip. And all of a sudden, she's gone. And, and I think, weren't they supposed to be leaving on Friday? Yes, they right? were. Yeah. And that's why the family got worried because they're in the middle of planning this trip and they're about to leave. And all of a sudden, she stops responding to anybody. And also, why is he taking his son for a day trip to the beach when mm-hmm. they're supposed to be in Big Bear? Whether yeah. or not he's invited, the, the child was supposed to go. Yeah. So why is and he... Exactly. And so the thing is that... The day before you're supposed to leave for a trip, I mean, you're you're packing, you're mm-hmm. doing last minute things. So even his theory of like, she just walked off and did other things. Like, no, she would have been finishing planning off yeah. this trip. She would have been finishing the Big Bear thing. She would have been finishing. Her daughter's birthday is coming up. She's not just going to walk away yeah. and leave after doing all this work. And that was the whole reason why the family all became aware that there was a problem was because they were supposed to leave and all of a sudden she's not responding to them. So they went to go check and all of a sudden like, well, she's locked in her room. I don't Mm -hmm. know. So that part specifically always bothered me because I mean, I have children and I plan their birthday parties and I'm stressed out Mm -hmm. like the week before the birthday because I want to make it perfect. Even any trip that we're going to do, you know, I'm, I'm continuing to plan and all these things. And so the day that they're supposed to leave all of a sudden, it's like, She's just uninvolved, mm-hmm. allegedly, and he's off taking this little road trip with his young son and not pack. I don't, it just, none of it makes sense at all. Um, and so, and this is why there's so much speculation that it's the husband because it's all these little things, even though he's saying like, no, she just left. Yeah. She also just bought a Jeep. She's joined this Jeep club that she's um, involved with, and she had plans to make upgrades to that Jeep. Mm -hmm. If she was allegedly trying to go start off a new life and just wanted to leave her kids and her husband, why would she leave the Jeep? (laughs) Like, you know, why would she plan? She had so much plans for the very near future, not Mm -hmm. even like, oh, this is my five-year plan. No, she had plans for the next few weeks, for the next few months, for that same weekend. Right. And for you as her husband to just say like, she just must have walked off somewhere. She, you know, she likes to drink. She likes to party. She must have just left. And and so he's trying to insinuate that she left on her own to just do her own thing Mm -hmm. and leave the kids and the husband behind. But you can't explain that she had an appointment with the lawyer coming up. Right. You can't explain that she already had, she had saved money to make the, um, pay the lawyer fees. No, she had saved money to make the, um, the upgrades, the upgrades to the Jeep. Yeah. You know, she had plans to go to big bear, like all these things. You can't tell me she just decided to walk up and leave. Yeah. In the middle of all of that, like, If she was, I just would have assumed she'd wait until maybe Monday when they got back from Big Bear, like spend the last birthday with your daughter and then leave. So that just tells me I I can't. It's so hard for me to believe that she would have left apart from the fact that there's no video showing her leaving. So this is why I feel like a lot of people are speculating that it was the husband. I don't see any proof of it of her just kind of leaving on her own, um, even though there's the hiking trail right next to her house. He casually said that he was, that she was a hiker. She was a hiker. It's it's safe to say like she was someone who liked to hike, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that points to, oh, well then she probably f- fell hiking somewhere because I just continue to go back to the fact that she's never seen leaving her house. Yes. So if, let's say, let's say that there was footage of her leaving that night, then then all of these other possibilities could be true. She might have been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. She could have run off with someone. She might have gone to the trail and had an untimely an death, had fallen. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's no footage of her leaving that we know of. I was going to say that we know of, yes, because his cameras weren't working. The neighbors, it sounds like it was. Someone had mentioned that their camera didn't pick up anything but at the same time it only picks up stuff when there's a movement Movement. going on and if it was in the dark and if it was far away it might not have picked anything up because someone had said that someone that lives in that area who has a camera on there says that there's been times where I think she said that her car was broken into and the camera didn't pick Mm. it up because it was like on the street and there wasn't enough movement for it to like pick it up so she said that the fact that nothing's been picked up 
doesn't necessarily mean that nothing happened. And again, the police have been quiet about all right. the footage that they have gotten. But from the people that live near her that have been talking about it, said so that they it, it's a possibility that it's, it could have been missed. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's hard to say like, definitively definitively she didn't leave the house yeah Yeah. but i I don't know there's a lot of houses around here and i feel like something would have picked up something that but also the police aren't saying anything if they did well right but so the area that um that they live in their homes but and this this happens a lot in in this part of chula vista is um, the homes are very close together Mm -hmm. the streets are very narrow there's Mm -hmm. a lot of cars out um and, and that neighborhood, because it's so close to the trail and because it's so close to the park, because there's a park right on the other side of their street, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of traffic, like foot traffic. There's a lot of people out on the street. Like the time I drove by there, there's there's neighbors out mm-hmm. all over the place. And like I said, like there's always people kind of driving in and out because there's people going the to baseball the baseball field is there. The baseball field, the park, mm-hmm. the trail, they all have like entrances that are very, very close to each other. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like someone would have seen something, I feel, especially because it sounds like the neighbors had like a pretty decent relationship with them. Based on the interview I saw with a sister, like the sister said, that a lot of the neighbors have come forward saying that they were happy to help with the kids mm-hmm. so that Larry could go out or with like for whatever reason they needed help. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that sounds like they had like a pretty decent relationship with their neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know any of my neighbors. No one would offer to watch my kids if something <laughs> happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, it's like the fact that no one has come forward and said like, oh, I did, like I saw Maya walking away or like mm-hmm. I saw her walking around the neighborhood. Like she was, whatever the case is. Like I feel like if... Someone she had something. someone would have seen something or people at the park would have seen something or people at the trail would have seen something like i've been going after work around six and mm-hmm. there are so many people yeah this isn't an isolated neighborhood like it's not no isolated to everything else like there are a lot of people i go to that park all the time yeah all the time every single week we're like they're running the dogs and there's right. always a ton of people there there's always a baseball game going on like it's just strange to me that like that if she had walked away or mm-hmm. um, driven away or someone had come to pick her up because she didn't drive away. Her car is still there. Yeah, her but if someone there. had come to pick her up that, you know, maybe the cameras wouldn't have caught her walking. Um, but maybe the car driving but, uh, away. But cars, like mm-hmm. no one saw, especially no like car. Yeah, weird cars that would have, you know. Yeah. The only car they see driving out of her driveway is Larry's Lexus. So Which left after... The day after their supposed argument yeah. at 6.30 in the morning. And I think police have the car. Yeah, um, they did. So they're looking into that. I, I just feel like, you know, this, like I said, like we could go down a rabbit hole talking about all of the possibilities. Yeah. But I think there's a general, I don't even want to say consensus. Yeah, I, I don't even think that's the word. But if you look on these theory pages and this, you know, missing Maya pages, the majority of people basically are saying what it seems like she was asking for a divorce. They get into a fight Thursday night. She's Maybe. missing by Friday. Yeah, she's missing by Friday. So if he did murder her, who's to say he didn't put the body in the car and he leaves early Friday morning Yeah, to go an hour away? If he is going to the beach at 6.30 in the morning, why did he skip the million of other beaches that are close by Before on the way then. there? To Solana Beach, it's really far from here. And to take a what is the ba- what is the boy's age? He's three. I think it's three, four, and three, nine, and eleven, or something like that. Yeah, the older kids go to the same school as my daughter, and so this is really close to home. But I can't imagine taking a three or four year old to a beach at six thirty in the morning well, for an hour away. Like and it- like you said, like he could have just told us or told people that he had gone to the beach, and maybe he didn't go to the beach, and that's why these searches have gone from just searching from like the the trail that's right behind mm-hmm. us to trails around us to you know like driving that's up and down the freeway story doesn't like doesn't make sense the story that story that he's given us could be a complete lie he might have gone i mean if you go no, out i east, think it is a lie but what i'm saying is no one's gonna take their child to solana beach right an hour away at 6 30 a.m yeah. so it's clearly a lie yeah but but that that fact mm-hmm. <laughs> opens this up to the fact that 
she could literally be anywhere. People have speculated she could be in a landfill by now, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. An hour and a half away from desert, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's so many places that he could have gone because he was gone for such a big chunk of the day Mm -hmm. that, like I said, the chances that we'll know anything anytime soon are are seeming pretty low. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be bringing awareness, that if people have seen anything that they should, like, you know, they should be speaking up. They should, even if you don't think it's anything big, like literally anything helps. Mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that the reason why the police department has been so quiet is because they're building a case against him. Because as we know, building a case without a body is very difficult. So it has to be an airtight case. Mm -hmm. And right now it just... I don't see how you can build an airtight case with what we have. Yeah, we can't. So I'm hoping that they have more, that they were able to find things off the cell phones, mm-hmm. the the computers that they took. The car. The car. I mean, one thing that I'm dying to know is what the children know. Because mm-hmm. no one knows what the kids have said. I don't think the family has ever really spoken about what the kids have said or what they've seen, if they've said anything. Well, Larry was keeping them from talking to the family. It wasn't until recently that they had a FaceTime with the cousins, hmm. um, but it was just a FaceTime. It, was, it wasn't like a, let's hang out and talk about stuff. It and was just to see him. He's been keeping them under wraps. And I obviously, again, like you guys don't come at us because this is kind of like what we live for, right? Is all of these like speculations trying to come up with theories. So like, don't come after us. It's we, this, is, this is just our own thoughts, but It seems almost like he's brainwashed the kids to be to like be disconnected and detached from their mom in the interview that he has when they ask them about the kids, like, how are the kids dealing with it? He's like, oh, they're fine. They're kind of like me. Like they've they've been able to kind of like disconnect from everything and just live this life. So based on that answer, like, I don't know any, I don't know that even at 11 years old, when you're a little bit older and you, you might have a better understanding of things that I would be okay if my mom had gone missing, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. you would, I feel like anybody would be devastated. So for him to say like, they're doing fine. Like they're, you know, they're just doing their schoolwork and going day by day. Like they're like me. That to me seems like he's conditioned the kids to think mommy left you you know, like who knows where she is. She's been out partying. She's been, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously I don't know for a fact that he's saying this to them, but it wouldn't surprise me if Mm -hmm. he's conditioned them to think this way of their mom. And then keeping them from talking to the rest of the family and keeping them from talking to them. When even at three years old, he was a mama's boy. Everyone said that he was like very attached to her. And one of the reasons that allegedly he took the boy is because he would have been bothering the girls and he would have been trying to get mom and then the girls would have noticed like mom's not here at the house with us we could be wrong about all of this and he's really just trying to protect the kids and you know hide them from all of this and that would be completely understandable too um if if a tragedy like that happened in my family i wouldn't want you know the media down my child's throat and i'd want to give her some normalcy to not freak her out so like i understand that it just doesn't seem uh like that's the case it, it doesn't seem I think, plausible. I don't think anyone would be surprised if in the coming months or in the coming years, whenever this is resolved, we've come to find out that the husband murdered the wife because it's it's all of the telltale signs are there. All of the things that we have come to know happen in cases like this mm-hmm. seem to be here. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anyone would be surprised. I think we would all be shocked if it wasn't that. I can agree right? with that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because it's just... Like I said, this this is such a familiar story for yes. so many of us that it's it, I don't think we're at fault for for having our mind go there mm-hmm. because it's happened so often to women in these types of relationships, right? And mm-hmm. the fact that they had been fighting, I mean, and that she was looking for a way out. It just sounds it's, so typical to so many stories we've heard before. It's, it's like the blueprint for... Mm-hmm something like this and then the husband's always like no she was out doing this maybe she had an affair maybe she you know it's always blaming the woman for something and it's like in the interview he was like this is kind of embarrassing for me like he just made it seem like he made it seem like he was the one suffering because of her actions yeah 
And that just infuriates me. Like your wife is missing, whether you guys were having a good marriage or Mm -hmm. not, like she is missing. She's the mother of your children. And this is how you're acting is saying like, "Mm, she went out drinking all the time. I told her not to do that. Yeah. You know, she'd just go off by herself. Sometimes she would go missing for a long time. Oh wait, no, not the whole day, but like a few hours. Yeah. I'm sorry. This isn't about you. Yeah. This is about the mother of your children, whether you liked her or not at the time. Even if you guys were going going to go through a divorce and you were okay with that, like you have three children that still depend on their mother mm-hmm. and you're not going to yeah, say anything good about saying, her. Like, oh, I'm emotionally drained. I'm just numb at this point. It's numbing for everybody involved, mm-hmm. but they're still out there doing the search parties, mm-hmm. bringing people together, bringing awareness. I mean, I the family has done such an incredible job of getting this on places like Court TV, Yeah, like getting this in the media. I think that for being a small little neighborhood like ours where Mm -hmm. there's an abundancy of like crime going on in san diego there has been in this year there was um like a three or four week period where a body was turning up every week and literally every time something would come up we would all hold our breaths thinking Mm -hmm. like maybe it's maya maybe Mm -hmm. it's maya and it hasn't been her but all i'm saying is like there's so many things going on in san diego that they, I feel like they've done a really good job of making sure that this stays yeah. in the media. Yeah. Because nothing, new, like I said, nothing new has come out. And the, the little information we have is very minimal. Yeah. But they're still out there. And for him to just kind of be detached from everything. Well, and drained. They're drained. Yeah. They're out there every day hanging up flyers, mm-hmm. doing searches. Like they're drained. Yeah. You haven't done anything. Why? It just doesn't make sense. They were at the farmer's market. They had a table Mm -hmm. and like, oh, my heart was just breaking seeing, you know, the family just, they just want Maya back. Yeah. We all do. I mean, in the end, of course, we hope she's okay. We hope she did just decide to take a break and leave. That would be best case scenario that she, I mean, it sucks (laughs) for, for the family to know that she just like up and left. Yeah. But honestly, best case scenario is that's what she did. She took a break and maybe she'll come back. Do I think that's likely? Not at all. Um, it's, but it's all we can hope for at this time, but I don't know. It's so hard to know when there will ever be a resolution to this. San Diego is such a large County that if it did go an unfortunate way, it's going to be really hard to find. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. Yep. That's what it feels like right mm-hmm. now. So like I said, hopefully the police are holding on to a lot of things until they can build this case against him. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they were able to find stuff on the items that they confiscated from the search. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's what I'm hoping for, that they're able to at least piece together a more like a, like a better picture of what happened because like like we've said, you know, what what he's given us is all kind of like all over the place. So hopefully yeah. they're able to put together a better um, picture of what happened that night, what happened in the following days, because mm-hmm. it did take three days for them, for the police to actually get involved, because it seemed Larry kept pushing the family yeah. from filing the report until they finally said, it's been two days, three yeah. days, we have to, we have to put this report in. But he kept telling them, no, she's done this before. She'll come back, give you know, give it some time. It some give time. It she's time. just blowing oh. off steam. So it did take a couple of days for them to get involved. And actually, they didn't do the search warrant. I think it was like 23 days. Yeah. It was so a while later. It took a really long time for the investigation to actually get started. So hopefully there's something there. But again, if you have any information, you can contact Chula Vista Police Department at 619-691-5139 or Crime Stoppers at 888-580-8477. Let us know what you guys all think. Yeah. Give us your theories. I mean, yeah, we could do this all day. We could do this all day. It's um, sleuthing is definitely a hobby. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it, it's a terrible hobby because, uh, I mean, it's dealing with people's lives and these are real people and there's children involved in this. And Um, I did reach out to one of the theories pages on Facebook and we did get a few people to call in and give their opinions and theories of what's going on. Again, please remember, these are just opinions. These are just what we've seen from social media and online. So there's no way for any of us to know 100% what happened. So like Steph said, don't come at us. 
<laughs> it's just opinions. But the the idea by doing this is hopefully to get more awareness out about the case in general, no matter what your opinion is of what actually happened. The more people that can get eyes on this case, the the better the chances of someone finding any type of information that could help um, Maya and her family. I did include some of the clips of the audio that we have from people calling in. Um, these are all locals to San Diego. So I made sure that this was, you know, people calling in that are living here, have been involved in looking at the case and looking at um, all the theories online. So uh, at the end of this, we'll include those audio clips. And I did also, as our outro, I want to include a song that Maya sang. Oh, yeah. um, if you look on YouTube, she sings very well. She plays guitar and um, she has a very beautiful voice. And it's it's really, it's hard to listen to it mm -hmm. knowing that we don't know where she is. We don't know what happened to her. So instead of our usual outro song, I will be including audio from her singing. Let us know what you guys think. Thank you so much for listening and for also like just giving us this opportunity to shed light on something that's going on, you know, close to us. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is why the minis, I I think are such a good idea is mm -hmm. because we wouldn't really be able to do a full episode on this. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is happening and we did wait a couple months to yeah. try and like get more information, but we're <laughs> two months in and this is Nothing really all happened. that we're getting and it doesn't seem like we're going to be getting any more. So yeah. we might as well just put this out there and if this gets to anyone who might know anything or, you know, you have ideas that you think would be helpful, like the phone numbers are there. Yeah. Reach out to the police department if there's anything that you think could help. Yes. Follow us on social media under Unjustly Podcast and uh, let us know what you think. Let's have a discussion about this. Let's get more eyes on this. Let's bring more awareness and, and bring, bring Maya, Maya home. home. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello, my name is Melissa and I'm a native San Diegan. Um, I've been following this case since about the second week that she was missing. And my theory is that she came home uh, uninvited Larry and told him that she was getting a divorce. Since I believe he is a narcissistic man, he lost his temper. She basically took away his status as husband, father, and everything else that comes with it. He lost his temper, maybe accidentally killed her or knocked her out, and he thought she was gone and panicked. Once he decided, once he panicked, he decided he was going to get rid of whatever evidence he had. I don't believe he made her bleed. I don't believe any of that other stuff. I do believe that he accidentally probably didn't. Punched her out of anger and then didn't know what to do after that. Once he panicked the next day, the next morning, I believe he took her body someplace, dropped off the baby and hit her somewhere close to home. I don't believe he drove all the way to Solana Beach. I think he drove somewhere where we wouldn't look, obviously, but, you know, his lack of interest and his lack of emotion and his um, retaining a lawyer, all of that just like, leads me to believe that he is guilty. And if he would just give some information as to where to find her, it would completely be um, a very heroic, I guess, gesture on his part. But um, yeah, I basically think that it was accidental. I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he just completely lost his temper and hurt her. And I do believe that she, I completely believe that she was alive when he took her and then panicked even more. But that's just my um, impact feeling that I get. Hi, my name is April. I am a longtime San Diego resident. And here are my thoughts on the Maya Malibu situation. I can't say for sure whether uh, I believe Maya's alive or whether uh, you know something very bad has happened and and she's gone. But I wake up every day and think today is the day something's got to give. Something something's gonna break. She's gonna be found and doesn't happen. I do fully believe that whatever has happened, her husband is involved, whether she's alive and just being held somewhere, whether she's, you know, no longer with us. I do wholeheartedly believe that 
whether he acted alone or with the help of somebody, the timeline of everything that the, the information and, and the timeline that he's given just, it does not add up and he knows something. I hope and I pray that she's found alive and that she's reunited with her children. And I would be very pleasantly surprised if it turned out that her husband wasn't involved. But given all of the circumstances and the fact that he's not helping to look for her, the fact that his story doesn't add up, there's just too many inconsistencies and there are... um, it just it just does not make sense. None of it makes sense whatsoever. It's just a very, very strange and uh, very heart-wrenching situation um, for this woman who had everything going for her and a beautiful, three beautiful children to just up and disappear. Hello. First of all, I want to thank Stephanie and Sandy for giving me the time and space to be able to share my opinion today. Um, I am a Chula Vista resident, mother of two. I've been following the Maya Millette case since literally the first week she disappeared. And unfortunately, I would love to give Larry the benefit of the doubt. But it's been too long. He's been too quiet and hasn't helped out at all. And it doesn't matter if the relationship was coming to an end. I think that I will always care for the father of my children, even if we're not together. I mean, he gave me the two most precious things that I have. So saying that, unfortunately, of course, I do think Larry did it. I wish she didn't. I mean, I wish May was out there if she did leave happy and that her children one day would at least know that their mom is out there living her life and is happy not knowing that their mother is not in this earth anymore. That's what hurts me the most because I do have children. I do hope May comes home. It doesn't matter which way it is, but I do hope that family has peace eventually. Thanks so much again for letting me share my opinion today. This is Chance from Carlsbad and I'd like to share my thoughts and theories regarding the Maya Millette disappearance. This is what we know so far. Maya has been missing for about three months now. As of 326, there have been no updates from the Chula Vista Police Department, only that it's an ongoing investigation with no leads, no suspects, and no sign of foul play. Maya's husband has retained a lawyer and is no longer cooperating with investigators. Something I learned more recently is that Maya's driver's license and credit card are both missing. My theory on what happened seems to change with each passing day. Based on everything I've read, I believe she still may be alive. Though Larry's behavior can be considered suspicious, the police have not named him as a suspect. The fact remains there are no leads or suspects in Maya's disappearance. I think her husband may not be a suspect for various reasons. There's no clear evidence against him. I believe there might be footage of Maya leaving the house on her own that the police have not shared with the public. The investigation would have covered Larry's whereabouts weeks or months leading into Maya's disappearance. The police would have reviewed his movements via phone data. His computers would have been forensically reviewed for anything that could be damaging against him. Of course, some of my points would align with premeditation. Were they seeing a marriage counselor prior to Maya's disappearance? This would at least give an indication that they were trying to work things out. Was Maya being abused? If she was, there's a higher chance Larry could be involved in her disappearance. I believe she left on her own. Beyond that, I'm not sure what happened to her. I I think it's possible... There is video evidence of her leaving the house on her own or somebody picking her up. My theories are starting to change, though, because of the amount of time Maya has been missing. I try to remain positive, but with each passing day, I fear the worst. It's easy to point a finger at the husband, and statistically, we wouldn't be wrong. According to the National Resource Center on Domestic Violence, Intimate partner homicides make up approximately 10% of all U.S. murders, and of those women comprise approximately 70% of those killed. In other words, one out of every 10 people murdered is by an intimate partner, and seven of those 10 murder are women. That's a pretty scary statistic. My hope is Maya is still alive, but unable to contact her family for whatever reason. 
let, let's pray that she is found soon. Thank you. Oh.